black woman, beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation, a talk, especially an informal one between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? It's been okay. Um, So last week, or I guess this past week, we had another hurricane sort of watch, which was supposed to be a tropical storm. And I didn't even know it was coming until, I guess, Monday. People were like, are you guys working tomorrow? I'm like, what you talking about, Sway? And people were like, no, it's supposed to be a really bad storm. So then I started asking my manager and other staff, and they were like, yeah, it's supposed to be really bad. We're supposed to, like, the schools are going to be closed as of noon today. That was Monday. And closed on Tuesday. And I was like, for a tropical storm? But apparently it was an actual hurricane. And it did get up to a hurricane, um, only a category one hurricane, but hurricane nonetheless. So some people were without power. I wasn't without power, thank God. But there was a lot of water um, on the roads and, and debris. So we were closed on Tuesday. So Wednesday and Thursday were like laying makeup. And then Friday, I'm usually off if I'm not on call. And some people did work a half day Friday, but since there's other people that rent our clinic space on Fridays, I was still off. And guess what? I'm off all next week. What? Mm-hmm. I'm How on vacation. I'm on vacation. And I told you last year, 2020, y'all, I did not take any vacation days last year. I only took days off for different conferences that I had to take off for that were virtual, but I didn't take off any vacation days. And initially we were told, oh, you'll be able to roll three weeks of those vacation days over. And then once we got to December, they were like, actually, we're only going to let you roll a week over. And I was like, "Mm, pump the brakes. So what I'm going to do is make sure that I am taking every single day off. So I made sure to plan for all of the days I had off by the last day of December so that I won't lose my vacation day. So I'm off this week. I'm not doing anything, but uh, y'all see me more on social media. You'll see me resting and relaxing. Oh yeah. I I I don't think I can tell you how excited I am to hear that. Vacation is important. It really is. Like you have to give yourself a chance to recharge. And you know, I always feel like you're always on call anyway, so... Now, mind you, I'm going to get back from vacation. Then I'll have the last week of September to go, which goes into the 1st of October. And then I am going to Napa Valley for the conference uh, in Napa Valley from the 5th to the 10th. Ain't no diets going on there. There's plenty of wine vineyards going on there. I ain't doing nothing. And then I come back and I'm on call for two weeks straight. <laughs> oh, God. So so your reward for coming back from vacation is that they make you the person that's on call for two weeks? You know what? I don't mind that, though. I mean, because we're going to Cancun at the end of the month. Okay. By that time, I will have gotten my third shot, my booster shot. 
That's right. I'm getting a booster. I don't care if it's FDA approved or not. I don't care. I'm getting a booster. <laughs> I'm not trying to go international and get COVID. I don't care if I will. I will have mild disease. I don't want the disease. I'm getting a booster. So, yeah. Ken and I were supposed to actually be in Jamaica right now, but we're not because he has a fear of getting sick in a different country. So, But yeah. y'all are vaccinated. Yeah, I said the same thing. Say it louder for the producer in the back. Oh, man. Y'all are going to have to plan a makeup. The issue is because we didn't go anywhere at all in 2020, right? And, and my husband and I usually take two vacations a year. We usually take a vacation the very beginning of the year. And then we usually do something for our anniversary. Actually, we usually take three then. We usually take a vacation at the beginning of the year. And that's only because he usually goes to a conference in Hawaii. So usually he'll go to his conference in Hawaii. And then the following week, I'll do something with my friends because I don't want to be cooped up with him while he's doing something. And I'm like the only person on the beach. But yeah, we usually take separate little trips in the beginning. And then we'll take an anniversary trip in March. And then we'll usually do something you know, late summer, sort of kind of around like September. But we didn't do anything at all in 2020. We did not leave the state of Texas in 2020, except for once. Oh, I lied. We went to Louisiana a few times, but that's like three hours away. But yeah, we didn't do anything. Mm -mm. This year, I'm like, this pandemic has been going on now for two years. I have got to get somewhere that's all inclusive, that I can have some drinks. That's all I'm saying. So... Let your husband know, girl. I know, produce a husband. I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. Mask up. Vax up. Mask up. Hello. Out. He's just petrified for no reason. I'm like, so we got vaccinated so that we could sit in the house well, like we're well, not vaccinated. In his defense, he got he has good reason. He has good reason. I mean, you still have to be very careful. Even when you go out of the country, you still have to like go somewhere tropical where you're outside and you're less likely to catch COVID. I mean, I get it. The issue is it's just not going anywhere. And it's you sort of have to be safe and still go about your life, but go about it safely. And the only way, if you're listening, the only way to go about it safely, if you're of age to be vaccinated, is to get vaccinated. Okay. Yes. And then wear a mask. But I know you guys would do that. So absolutely. But he has a fear of getting sick in a different country. And, you know, Jamaica is like a category four. So he was like, "Eh." so, yep. Nope. We're still sitting in the house with our vaccines. I'm not going to. But here's the thing, Nicole. Think about this. I've been exposed more in my day to day activity. Yeah. You at my (laughs) events than I would be. Getting exposed, getting on a plane and going to a, an island. Like, yeah, that, Johnny, it's like every other day you're texting me like, I got to go get tested. Oh, my God. Thank God for that vaccine. Girl. And the people at the at the testing place, they know me. They're like exposure again. I'm like, yeah. But you know what? You are testing this vaccine. And if you I can't am. say anything else, it's like, listen, I've been exposed like over a dozen times and I have <laughs> not got COVID. This vaccine is doing what it's supposed to do. Praise so, the Lord. Yes, praise him. Now, if everybody would get vaccinated, then this none of this will be a thing. None and, of this. And I could go outside. I would not have a tether to the house because everyone is scared. Yes. Right. I, everybody get vaccinated, please. What did you do this week, Janine? So do you remember a couple of weeks ago when I was railing about my husband accidentally flinging his wedding ring out of the window? Yeah, you gave him a hard time. My wedding ring is not lost. Let me just say that. So my story is a little bit less 
in, in Ken's defense, he wasn't on here able to give like any pre-story to your story. I'm just saying. Okay, well, let me just get to the point. Rip this Band-Aid off. I accidentally threw my ring into the garbage. Into the trash. It was out, like out in the dumpster for trash day. In and- the dumpster? <laughs> Now, Johnny, how did it get there? Because I don't know. Honestly, Nicole, I really don't know. So I remember that my ring was on my nightstand and I remember picking up a paper towel that I had just put on my nightstand and giving it to Ken to like throw away in the trash. I remember that. And then I also remember hearing something fall. Now, in my mind, what fell was my ring. It was not. What I picked up in the paper towel to throw in the trash was my ring. It went into the trash in the room. The trash in the room then went into the kitchen trash, which then went to the dumpster, which then how went to the you, curb. But you found it? Ken found it. How How did you even <laughs> think, oh, it must have gotten put in the trash that you already put out? Because, okay, so first when I woke up in the morning, I was like, Jesus have mercy. I can't find my ring. So I thought that Kim was trying to play a trick. So I was like, did you take my ring? And he was like, no. And so, of course, I was trying to play it cool. So I was like, oh, no worries. I'll find it when I get home. So when I got home, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. I tore my room to shreds, like just like, ah, where's my ring? And then I, I thought, OK, Janine, what was on this nightstand before that's not here anymore? And it's a paper towel. I mean, literally, it was that simple. I was like trying to recall what was there prior to. I was like a bottle of water that's in the trash. OK paper towel so I'm like the paper towel it has to be in the trash but again this bedroom trash has now gone into the kitchen trash which has now gone into the big trash and now it's kind of just trash right like it's kind of just gross so I was like Ken can you do me a favor can you just pull the the bedroom trash bag out of the kitchen trash that we threw in the dumpster and he was like so you want me to dig through the trash and I was like (laughs) I was like you don't have to do it I'll I'll get the gloves and dig through the trash I was like but I need that bag out. So I come downstairs and I'm like, Ken, I thought I told you to pull the trash out. And he was like, I did. And I was like, so where is it? It's outside. Like, I thought that he was going to bring it inside. He was like, no, it's in the trash. I said, so where is it? He says, I found your ring. <laughs> <laughs> so I had thrown it in the trash and he so kindly dug it out of the trash for me. That is so yeah. sweet. I don't know if my husband would have done that. <laughs> Actually, I know for a fact that he would not have. I would have to dig through that trash. Actually, I don't even think I would have told James. I would have just like <laughs> went outside and got the trash bags and not told him anything because he would have he would have lost it. And James doesn't lose it. You know, he's very calm. Oh, yeah. He would have had calm. something to say. He would have something to say. If Ken had not have lost his ring, too, I probably wouldn't have said anything. But because Ken had already lost his ring. So now we're like even. So whoever loses their ring next is, you know, the other person will have a one up. Yeah, but you threw yours in the trash, though. I didn't mean to. I did not mean to throw my ring in the trash. He didn't mean to fling his off either. Yeah, but that. uh, Okay, fine. We're even. I said we're even. Okay, fine. fine. We're even. We're even. (laughs) Okay, if that's what even is to you, absolutely. So now, because I still don't see the ring on your finger now. It's where it belongs when I'm in the house so that I don't accidentally throw it in the trash. We have put safety precautions in place so that we do not have a repeat incident. See, this is what life is all about. Learning from your mistakes and not doing it again. See, we just keep ours on our hands. (laughs) So what's on your timeline, Janine? 
Okay, Nicole. So this wouldn't be a topic that we would normally discuss, I guess. But apparently, based on the letters that we were receiving, you all want to talk about this. So here we go. So, Nicole, I've heard of people sticking foreign objects into their vaginas and to their anuses for sexual pleasure. I mean, we've talked about it before, so we do we are aware that these things happen. But I've never prior to now heard of someone sticking something into their penis, at least not voluntarily. Normally, when I hear about these things, it's because someone is getting pierced or they are they have a medical reason, like they're getting catheterized. Those are usually the only times that I hear people sticking things into their penis. Well, last week, a case report that was published was a case about a 15-year-old who somehow inserted a USB cord into his penis and subsequently It caused him to need surgery and temporary catheterization. Okay, so let me not get ahead of myself here. Yes, pun intended. Because this is not the exciting part. The exciting part is the question of how did we get here? Like, how did we get to the point where we decided to insert a USB cord into our penis? So let me start from the beginning. The young man stuck the USB cord into his penis. When he attempted to remove the USB cord, he was unsuccessful. He began to notice that there was now blood in his urine. So when the blood continued in his urine, he decided that he probably should go seek attention at the ER. So in the ER, the doctors attempted to use a scope to remove this cord. Okay, now you all. A scope to me, the only scope that I've ever seen, are the kind that they put down your throat, right? So it's kind of like a tube. This scope doesn't look like that. This scope looks like a giant sword. It's like the size of a, a, a big needle, but it's sharp on the ends. And it has like a little handle. It does not look like something that you want to be stuck in any part of your body, let alone the tip of your penis. But this kind of scope, if you all see it, we'll post it on social media. It's scary. It's scary just to see it. But just to think this is what they're inserting into this man's penis so that they can remove the already inserted USB cord. They inserted the scope, but they were unsuccessful in removing the USB cord. So he was then transferred to University College Hospital in London, where there were some experts that were going to be able to help him with this. Okay, so once he got to the hospital, he explained to the doctor what happened. And he specifically requested that his mom, that's how it said in the article, because, you know, they're British, not be in the room. I would have requested the same thing. You know why? Because this is just way too much. And I'm sure at this point he probably was embarrassed. Right. So he explains to the doctor what was going on and they do some x-rays. But before they do some x-rays, I think they kind of give him some sort of um, evaluation and they determined that he was not suffering from any mental illness. So they determined he's not suffering with any mental health issues. And so they do some x-rays. When they do these x-rays, they see that not only does this USB cord now have a knot in it, that's part of the reason why it can't come out. But it's also, I'm assuming from the scope that they put in, has now been severed into two separate pieces. So now there are two pieces that need to come out, not just one. So finally, they remove the USB cord. They stitch him back up. They catheterize him so that, you know, he can heal properly. So the big question of the hour is, why did he insert this USB cord to begin with? So most people's first thought was he wanted some sort of sexual pleasure, right? Wrong. If that's what your guess was, you were with me. You were with Nicole. That's not the reason why he inserted this. He inserted this, according to what he told the doctors, because he was trying 
to measure it. Now, I'm not sure why he wanted to measure it from the inside. I, I don't know where he got this idea from. And I, I feel bad because I don't think that we should really laugh at him, even though it is a little comical. But I'm not sure why he measured it from the inside and didn't just use a tape measure or a ruler, maybe a yardstick if it was that's what we were going for. I, I don't know. This poor 15 year old boy. That's all I have to say. He's suffering with I know that they did a mental health evaluation, but I'm trying to think when I think about a USB cord, I'm thinking that thick end and then you got the little end that goes into the back of whatever device you're trying to charge. Right. But even if you are using or inserting the end that goes into the back of the device, meaning the thinner end. Okay. I still don't know how you got that through the urethra. Okay. That's a little opening in the tip of the penis. Okay. That the PB come out. How do you get, how do you get that in there? How, how do you even get that in there to thread it? And like you said, Janine, why not just take a ruler like all of everybody else that had a penis back in high school did? Hello. Okay. They all know they measure their penises because they're trying to see how long it is. So why not just get a ruler, you know, put it up against the shaft and see how many inches you are that way. Okay. What made him want to stick and thread this thing through? And and for the life of me, I'm looking like that's the big side. But I'm thinking maybe that was a stage picture, right? Like maybe that was a picture just to show us. So because I'm like, maybe, because if you have an x-ray, if you take an x-ray and you basically put anything behind, so I can literally put like a cell phone behind my back, take an x-ray and it looks like the cell phone's inside of me, right? You could do that. So I'm thinking maybe they did this to stage this because I'm like, ain't no way that the the head of the USB cord, literally, I guess it would be considered the head, the big end. How do you even get it in there without inflicting pain? And then my thing is, were you measuring the length of the flaccid penis or the length of the erect penis? Because I'm trying to figure out how you even thread through a flaccid penis. Cause I'm like, a flaccid penis is hard. I see, I see the picture. A flaccid penis is hard to handle, right? It's hard for a woman to maneuver. That's why we don't like messing with y'all when y'all flaccid. When when men be like, well, you can get it hard. No, you can do that, okay? It should come already ready, okay? We don't want to handle the flaccid penis. So, you know, how are you handling the flaccid penis Mm. and and threading that? And and if it's erect, wouldn't that hurt? I, I don't know. It just... You know, for me, it's just it's just too much. It's just too much from the amount of blood. But you got to realize all your blood rushes down to your penis, right? When you have an erection. So the penis is very vascular. So it will bleed if you cut it. So that's why like when Lorena Bobbitt like did her big old, you know, hacks of the penis. It bled and bled and bled. I mean, that man lost a lot of his blood volume. It's not like anything else you get amputated. Like, oh, you got your toe amputated. That's whole pressure. Like the penis carries a lot. I mean, it's a lot of vasculature. It's like a big nerve bundle with a whole bunch of vessels in it. So, um, you know, I just... Mm. So when does the pain I, begin at the at the initial insertion, right? Yes. Like, I mean, he's trying. No, I mean, that's why I'm like, how did you even dilate the head of the penis to actually get it in? Like, to me, it must have meant that he put other other thinner instruments in it before that to at least dilate the hole up enough to get the head of the USB in to the penis. Like, mm. how do you even get that into? I don't know. This don't make any sense to me. It's a, OK. So, you know, our vaginas are a lot. The hole is a lot larger, but this doesn't even sound like it would be comfortable for us. The vagina is used to accommodate the penis. OK, that hole is not meant for anything to go in it. Period. That hole is meant for 
semen to come out. It's meant for urine to come out. Nothing else is supposed to come out of there. I have no idea why he thought something would go up. Yeah, I think it's weird because we did in season one, all the things that women randomly ejaculate with, right? Like getting Barbie stuck up there and stuff like that. But that can't really get stuck up there. I mean, you can pull that out. People just have spasms around the objects and that's how they quote unquote get stuck. But I mean, the vagina accommodates, right? It it accommodates, it dilates, it opens. The penis doesn't do that. It's not supposed to, at least. It's not any supposed to, yeah, it's not supposed to be any dilation of anything. I hope that he's okay now. And I hope that he has learned his lesson and he does not stick anything else into his penis. But my thing is, why did this go viral? There are so many things that people stick up their penises that probably could have gone viral as well. I wonder why this London story. Probably because he had to have, one, he had to have surgery to have it removed, right? Two, because he's a child. And three, I think it's because, I mean, let's think about this for a second. Prior to now, I've really never heard of people shoving anything into their penis to measure it. Like, it wasn't like he was doing this for some sort of heightened sexual pleasure. He legit thought, oh, let me measure my penis. Let me stick this USB cord, of all things, into my penis to measure it. It's just obscure. Like, think about it. It's very strange method of measuring your penis. And maybe that's why, because it doesn't make any sense, but there are little boys that stick random stuff up their penis every day. I've literally never heard about anybody sticking anything into their penis. Every day. Well, I'm glad that this is the first time I'm hearing about it because even though I don't have a penis, it really makes me like squeamish. Like, oh, like it just sounds painful. The edges of the USB, the cord, the knot, like everything about this just sounds like yikes. It sounds to me that um, whoever did his mental health evaluation probably missed some things because it just doesn't make a lot of sense if that was the reason, unless he was just saying that was the reason to hide the real reason. Like why, you know? Yeah. Why? Look, you have to believe the patient. The patient said that he was trying to measure it. That's what he said. That's what he said. He did say that. But now you're going to have people like, oh, he can get a USB cord. I mean, I can get a sack of weed up there and hide it up there. You know, people going to be doing random stuff. Oh, Oh, God, let's not use our penis as a pocket. Let's just not do this. Let's not make this a trend. You know what people also need not use as a pocket? People need to stop using their rectums and vaginas as pockets as well. Stop using these like random orifice (laughs) as uh, freaking pockets. Our holes are not meant to have things shoved into them. We just said that, like, the hole's not supposed to be. But, I mean, we stick. Okay, let's not go there. All right, Janine. So, let's talk through something from our listeners, why don't we? Let's do it. Y'all, y'all were really excited about this topic, which gives me pause. Well, let's help some folks. Let's help some folks with this, though. This is serious. Yeah. We don't talk about things like this enough. Okay, we're here to help. Let's go. All right. So, the first letter reads, Nicole and Janine, I'm dating this ex-football player who now owns a financial advising firm, which is how I met him. I was exiting the building after an appointment with one of his staff members when I ran into him in the parking lot. We exchanged, exchanged numbers and went on a few dates. After our last date, 
I went back to his place. We watched TV and had a few drinks. Things got a little hot and steamy, but I noticed he didn't get an erection at first, which kind of frustrated me. So I got up and went to the bathroom. When I came back, he was naked with the hardest erection I had ever felt. We went all night. The next morning, he told me he wanted to talk and be open. He had a sports injury and now has an implanted inflatable penile prosthesis. He presses a button on the side of his shaft to manually inflate it. He has normal sensation and can ejaculate, but needs help with the erection, basically. Curiously, I asked him to see it, which led me to inflating it and us doing it again. But I'm not sure I can be with someone who has a prosthetic penis. The sex was good, but I want to naturally get my man in the mood. Am I being ridiculous? What should I do? I think that that's a blessing in disguise. Hold on. Let's think about this for a second. You don't have to do as much work. If he's into it, he presses a button and voila, like magic, he's erect. And you said it's the hardest erection that you've ever seen. And you said the sex is good. Why, girl? Why are we complaining? Why? What is? Please explain to me what we are complaining about. If he had never told you that his penis was a prosthetic, would you know? And if you didn't know, then girl, get out of your head and be glad that he did something about it because you would be more upset if he couldn't get an erection and you're sitting there playing with a flaccid penis, as Nicole said earlier, don't nobody want to do that. And then you would be writing us complaining about that. So let's be grateful for the people who created penile prosthetics and girl if you don't hop on it and keep it moving girl we are not complaining about this girl this is so first world problems and girl thank you for writing in but i really don't think there's anything for you to be complaining about enjoy this good sex that you're receiving and keep it moving and stop telling people that your man has a prosthetic penis okay I completely, I completely agree. My thing is, don't nobody need to know that your man has a prosthetic penis. When you talk to your friends, you say, oh, girl, the sex was good. But don't tell him you press the little button and then confuse this man because now that you he's like, well, let me show you, you know, he's confessing all the things that he's gone through. He's probably embarrassed to tell you, but he's probably feeling you, right? He's feeling you. So he's like, I want to be honest with this girl. Maybe it gets serious. We didn't been on like a couple half dozen dates. You know, I took her back to my place. So I want to tell her because she didn't made it to the next morning. Right. Amen. And so you didn't confuse the man because now you're like, well, let me see it. You know, you sit up there. That shows him you accept it. Let me see. You playing with the buttons on the side of the shaft and pressing uh-huh. the buttons and stuff like that. And, and now you didn't hop back on it. Right. Like, like what, the, what, you, what, you, what are you doing? Are you trying to see if it consistently works? Like, what are you doing, girl? What are you doing? Like, time out for this. Okay. So my thing is, if you can press a button and get what you want, and then if you are not in the mood, you just don't press the button. Girl. What are you doing? Girl, keep on moving. I mean, we all wish we had that problem. Hello. Like, no work? I mean, golly. You don't have to suck nothing. You don't have to do nothing. You don't have to Like, what? Magic. This is what we've all been praying for. And you over here complaining about it? Girl, if you don't go sit down somewhere, please. Right. You can do two, three times. Y'all went all night long. I mean, what is this girl complaining about? I have no idea. What I want her to do is go have a seat. And go be grateful that yours inflates with the press of a button. And we all, we don't wish any like, you know, harm on these men out here. But should it happen, we all hope that the man gets an inflatable prosthetic penis because, hey, guess what, girl? You seem to like it. It's just your head that's getting in the way. It's your mind telling you that, oh, I want to do the work. Girl, 
Right, girl, you want to do the work now. You want to do the work now until he has you with lockjaw somewhere. Girl, sit down and press that button and keep it moving. Please, girl, please. I can't do this with you. Right, and he he could, he could has normal sensations, so he probably still enjoys oral sex. The issue is you don't, you don't, you don't even have to do but a half job to get <laughs> You can have girl, lazy can, head. Right. <laughs> Girl, you can just go like, like just, just get a little taste and then press the button and we're done. Okay. All right, Janine, what's, what's your letter? Okay, girl. So this one says, Nicole and Janine, I'm a 42-year-old man who hasn't had very much sexual experience. I'm a Christian, so I don't believe that sex should just be given out freely. You all know what I mean. However, I'm starting to think that it may be me. At this age, I don't feel comfortable asking friends or family. So I figured I'd take a stab in the dark and write into you ladies. So here it is. I've heard that women prefer a guy that has girth more than length. Is that true? My penis is approximately mm-hmm. Johnny. Mm-hmm. Did he say seven, seven inches around? Seven. That's girthy. That's what I think. <laughs> We're giving Coke can. That's what we're giving. Right. I'm like, we might hurt somebody. You all should see Nicole. Nicole is measuring with her fingers because I did the same thing when I first read this letter. Sir, you are blessed with this seven inches around, right? It's a lot. But look, there are a lot of things that can bring women to orgasm, but we can't just paint women with a broad brush, right? Everybody got a different thing. So you have to figure out what works for you and your penis, the woman that you're with. And then you all can determine together what brings her to orgasm. But Nicole and I are both telling you, you're doing well. And we don't know whether this is four to five inches while you're hard or soft. You're good either way. So, yeah, we're here to tell you you're doing good. Don't worry. Don't go measuring it, though, please. All right, Janine. So what did you learn new this week? Like you said earlier, that apparently there are a number of things that men like to stick inside of the head of their penis. Needles being one of them, iron wires, pistachio shells, metal screws, plastic forks, spoons, aluminum, cardboard, paper, cables. And here's the other thing. People apparently spray foam sealant into the hole of their penis. I don't understand. But the other thing is, the reasons generally stay the same. The reasons why people stick things into their penises. So self-stimulation is generally the top reason why people do these things. Interesting sexual practices, often while intoxicated, that's another reason. Mental disorder is a third reason. To try to enhance the size of their penis is also a main reason. You all, let's not try to make our penis bigger by sticking random objects inside of it. Okay, let's be safe and keep things out of the head of our penis. What did you learn new this week, Nicole? I learned a lot. I feel like I couldn't keep, I couldn't stop researching this one. <laughs> okay, so I learned that um, penile enlargement surgery only increases the length on average by about an inch and a half, 1.5 inches. That's all you get is 1.5 inches. Is it worth the extra 1.5 inches? Just saying. Mm -hmm. And I also found out that about 12.5% of men think they have a micro penis, like our uh, listener Mm -hmm. with the last story did, when in reality only 
0.06% of men actually do, okay? Wow. Meaning micropenis less than three inches. So most people are average. And you know how they say, you know, black men have uh, bigger penises than other sexes. I did learn that uh, on average, that's not true. On average, across all races, those numbers that I gave out earlier are average across races. But on average, uh, if you look at black men, they do have bigger penises and smaller penises. So they have the extremes, um, more of the extremes. So they are on, um, by ethnicity, um, you do have black men at the top of having the longer penises and with the smallest being uh, people from Southeast Asia. Okay. They have the smallest penis. Oh, and one more quick fact that I did learn for the ladies that a teaspoon of semen is seven calories. Just so you know, just so you know. So if you're saying, if you're on a diet, that's your excuse. Okay. I'm giving you an excuse. Can't do it. <laughs> you, you tell them, Hey, listen, I can't, I can't take the calories in. Okay. Can't do it. We got to push the button instead. Okay. Push the button. All right. So are we ready for the motivational moment for the week? Yes. Go ahead. Push that button, Nicole. The motivational moment for the week reads, a man's penile size matters, but what matters more is how he treats you when your clothes are on. The man who shows love makes you feel like the prettiest person in the room, makes you feel protected and like a woman of value. Choose that man and his penis. Until we meet again, pray, work, slay, and show off your melanated excellence. Bye! Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a Mean Old Lion Media production.